0: And welcome to the one big podcast. It is me, Jason, your fellow worker here, and here with my co-host, fellow worker Derek. Say hello, Derek. Hello, Derek. You know, <laughs> out of all the episodes we've done, I feel like you've not made that joke as much as I thought you would make that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to make it at least once. I, I
0: don't. I don't know. I don't listen to them after I'm done editing them. So maybe you have. Uh, uh, anyway, today. We're kind of doing a little uh, deep dive into one of the basics, the A-E-I-O-U's, only one of those letters, a little behind the scenes we had a plan for today and then plans changed. So now we're pulling this one off the top of the dome Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about inoculation, something um, that somehow became controversial in the last four years. Wow, in I mean, regards different,
1: to the real world, but different kind of inoculation, yeah,
0: but our inoculation we're talking about is in uh, regards to organizing, preparing yourself for what could happen. so Derek, what tell tell me what is inoculation?
1: Well, I mean, inoculation has a couple different angles. I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, we always talk about when we are talking about the organizing conversation, but it's, I guess in my experience, we don't spend maybe enough time doing it. Uh, It is basically helping to prepare people for what is to come, right? It's kind of like the same idea of inoculation in the real world, quote unquote. Uh, But it is, it's very much so getting people prepared for What will the boss's reaction be to us taking this action? How will management respond? But it's also a matter of trying to understand where people are coming from and what their concerns are so that we can help prepare them or respond to those concerns to shore up a sense of power and solidarity amongst our fellow workers.
0: Yeah, it is a lot like actual inoculation for disease in the sense that like, it's a small manageable version of something to come that's out there that teaches you how to deal with it right so it's yeah you know like getting a shot it's like here's a very weak version of a thing that can kill you learn how to kill it and then you're ready when the yeah or comes.
1: at least and if you can't kill it at least make it significantly less uh less in Im- less effective
0: yeah less dangerous Less dangerous, yeah. I don't know
1: why I feel like
0: that might be a crazy statement these days. <laughs> that's yeah, how inoculation. You
1: got to be careful. Yeah, if you if, if you put inoculation in the episode title, you know we're just going to get knee jerk reactionaries that are sending us messages about you know COVID. I've had COVID ten times and it's fine. Don't worry about it. That's not what this episode's about. Everybody. <laughs>
0: now I've got chips in my blood. Bill <laughs> Gates is going to whatever. Anyway, that's total tangent so derek we kind of glanced off of it but like why is inoculation important and like uh why do you think we should focus in on it more
1: well you know the 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 person we were going to speak with today was engaged in an organizing campaign at a local copy chain and i think is like a very salient and recent example of this uh you know they were organizing with the teamsters and we had some members who were engaged over there and and one of the things that that those numbers came to us and said, "Hey, you know the boss is dropping some hardcore anti-union literature, a lot of garbage about the cost of union dues and you know, what it means for a union to represent you, you know, third partying the union. We can talk more about what that means if you're not familiar with the with that phrase. But essentially just, just trying to frighten people and make them feel as though the union is not going to be in their best interests. I mean, and the Teamsters these, um, They have were, the classic
0: poster of, like, instead of union dudes, you could
1: buy an Xbox, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't have that one, sadly. Uh, probably because the the workers don't make enough to afford the Xbox. Xbox, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the Teamsters just for whatever reason, didn't really have the capacity to do a lot of inoculation. Uh, so a lot of inoculation work and a lot of inoculation training. So we you know, met with their workers five or six times, small groups of them as they were available to kind of train them on inoculation, talk about inoculation and and hopefully spread some good vibes at work.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things I think that like for this campaign specifically, it kind of came fast, right? And inoculation takes time. It takes, like, getting people together and, like, actually, like, thinking things out. It's, like, kind of a slower part of the process. The agitate and the educate, you can do that in one. Yeah. And it happens, like, on break or, like, you know, after work or whatever, you know, right after work before you leave work and even at work while you're working. Uh, <laughs> That, that yeah. happens quick. And then, like, to get to the inoculate stage, you're like, all right, but, like, we got to slow down a second like look ahead into the future
1: yeah i mean like if we're doing i mean the reason that if you look at the iww's training for example we talk about a e i o u um is because it, it it's all part of a broad stream right it's all it's all part of the overall organizing effort if you if you just agitate educate and organize but you never but you never or inoculate then people are going to there are a, a good number of people who are not going to be prepared for the often gloves off tactics that your your employer is going to take to push back against any effort whether it's solidarity unionism or going for an election campaign any threat of unionization is often you know treated as a nuclear bomb by an employer and and they will, they will, they will, they will do everything they can to try and put a stop to that. And so, if you haven't done the inoculation, uh, you know, preparation with workers along the way, all of a sudden you have workers who were solid ones; they were ready to organize. They're even on the organizing committee in some cases, and suddenly they're having second thoughts.
0: Yeah, like a lot of people, like it or not, and this might come down to education as well. Think their boss is irrational compassionate person and they might be until their pocketbook gets involved until their wallet gets involved. They're totally fine. Totally nice. And the second you go, actually, I think you should have a little less. and We should have a little more. Yep. They would throw you in a wood chipper like, in a wood chipper. Yeah. They would <laughs> give you the Fargo, you know, that spooks some people if they're not prepared for it. Like, like you said, they can go from total ones ready to go. And then like, they think they're just going to march in there and be like, hey, we're starting a union. Their boss is going to be like, oh, um, OK. And then they're not prepared for that that like turn face where they're just like, uh, no, I'm going to actually hold your job hostage. And I'm you, suddenly you're going to realize, oh, my health care might disappear. Oh, I'm going to feed my kids or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like people, people with attachments get spooked easy. Like uh, that's that's the whole Buddhist thing, right? Like all life is suffering. Suffering is caused by attachment, you know.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Fortunately, inoculation isn't typically about uh, alienating people or separating them from attachments.
0: Yeah, well, you know, people think that means give up attachment, but it doesn't mean. It means choose what you are attached to and it's worth suffering for. Anyway, but that's, again, a tangent into other stuff. But I'm saying is, like, bosses know, hey, I've got these, like, levers I can pull. Yep. that can scare people like and hey. a lot of it is
1: fear like that's i mean and that's absolutely right like you know there are there are definitely things that that they can that they can say and that i've seen them say and if you've ever been involved in an organizing campaign you've probably seen these like there are very common touchstones um you know things like we don't have to pay you the same rate you might end up making less with a union contract um that's a very it's a very common talking point Uh, You might hear you might hear bosses say that, you know, unions are just another business. They're out to make money off of you. Uh, They're not going to represent your best interest. They're going to represent their interest. They might say that you that you that your voice will be lost, that that the union might protect bad workers at the Sweetwaters campaign. One of the things the bosses basically said was you know, many of you value the flexibility of our scheduling. And if a union comes in, we won't be able to give you the same flexibility that you have now, All right? So, so phrases like that are really designed to scare people. If you unionize, you know, we might have to lay people off. If you make us pay more money, we might have to lay some people off, right? Right. Uh, So those are just kind of some of the some of the things they often use to make people feel afraid and to think twice about whether or not they want to, you know, fuck around and find out. That's basically what the boss is sort of sort of threatening there.
0: And what's frustrating is that with some unions, some of those things are true. Mm -hmm. And you got to be like, all right, but we're building this union the way we want to do it. We are that union. Like you said, you can't third party the union in the sense that you can't make it another entity you have to like really stress. No, we're going to, if we don't want to change the scheduling, we don't have to change the scheduling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's exactly, that's exactly right. And, you know, talking about third party in the union, it's sort of an interesting, like if we sort of step back and theory craft this for a minute, I also, I often find this interesting because a lot of workers sort of third party, the workplace, right? Like, um, and I'm and, and I'm okay with that strategy. And it also makes sense that the boss in turn would attempt to third party the union. And what we're talking about really is sort of taking the personal relationships out of the equation and treating the union as an entity unto itself. The union will do this. The union will behave this way. Instead of saying, you know, Derek, your coworker, will do this, because people know Derek, their co-worker. And they know that Derek, their coworker, wouldn't work against them. But if yeah. you say like the union, which is this like entity that you don't necessarily have a relationship with, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, what is the union anyway? All of a sudden, the union is easy to turn into a turn into a boogeyman. So it's often it's often in our best interest when we're inoculating to remind people that you know, that's one of the first pieces of inoculation that we can do really is, you know, remember that you are the union and that's, and that can be hit or miss in some unions. It's a pretty common talking point across all unions, regardless of the reality of their political structure. But like in the IWW in particular, you are the union. You will be making decisions. You want to negotiate a contract. You'll be doing that. You want to march on the boss to demand a better pay. You are going to be doing that. And while we are always there to stand with our fellow workers and support them, ultimately, the decision about what you're going to do in your workplace is going to be on you and your fellow workers. Um, and that's that's that is that's really important. You know, when we were organizing at Delanos Workers United, uh, a very successful campaign for us. One of the most successful things we had the boss the bosses called a you know captive audience meeting called all the workers in bottom pizza, brought the president of the board in awesome. and had this whole conversation about like how the union doesn't represent like just just very typical talking points the union doesn't represent your interest they're going to be a They're going to be just another layer between you and management. And one of the most effective counter-organizing efforts that we did ahead of that meeting was preparing workers to stand up during that meeting and say, you know, why are you lying about me? You know, I am the union. I will be making these decisions. So every single time you say that I'm going to prevent, you know, my my fellow workers from having access to... Um, any part of this job, you're basically saying, "I." That doesn't sound like something I would do. That. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like something I do. It was super effective, and and I mean, your mileage may vary, but at the at this captive audience meeting, the president actually ended up apologizing to several workers in that space publicly uh, because they did such a good job of basically standing up and saying, "Why are you lying about me?" And the president was put in a place where, in the moment, he thought it was wise to apologize, which completely disarmed the entire argument. And it was incredible.
0: So, you know, it's just like the meme, eat their pizza, organize anyway. Like,
1: (laughs) eat their pizza, organize anyway. That's absolutely, that's absolutely right. We're organizing a quote unquote pizza party. (laughs) I would vote for a pizza party. Anyway,
0: so what should we prepare for, Derek? And uh, how how is best to prepare for it?
1: Yeah, I mean the answer to that question really depends on what it is you are trying. What, what it is you're trying to do, right? You know, the IWW is a direct action union, and I really do encourage workers to take direct action. Whether you're pushing for a whether you're pushing for a union election or you are just doing solidarity organizing. Um, direct action is a good way to build solidarity. It's a good way to build engagement from your fellow workers. It's also kind of terrifying to some people, right? And so a lot of times when we're organizing with people and identifying their issues, figuring out somebody has a grievance, uh, and we'll take one of the most common, easy-to-go-to grievances, which is, hey, we don't get paid enough. We need, I need a dollar or two more an hour in order for this job to sustain me, Um, You know, one of the things that we often want to do is you you can't tell people, A, what they're mad about and B, you can't tell people what they have to do to fix it. Um, A lot of organizing conversations are about leading the horse to water in some ways. Right. Um, You know, if you go in and, and somebody says, oh, I don't make enough money and you start talking to them about it it's not, it's not always the case, but sometimes, you know, some, you know, someone's going to say, I should just ask for a raise. Right. And so inoculation in this instance, in that particular instance is really kind of starting the question of, you know, what do you think is going to happen when you do that? What do you think is going to happen when you do that? Is the boss going to give you a raise and helping the worker kind of logic through it and realize yeah, you're right. I'm not going to get a raise. I've asked for a raise twice already, and the boss has always said no. So, what's going to be different this time?
0: Well, they probably didn't say no. They probably said, "Oh, well, you know, uh, we'll see in like six months, or you know, we'll right. so see how the books go." And you're like, "Okay, yeah," and, they, and you feel like they said yes, but they didn't really say yes.
1: No, they didn't say yes at all. That's right. And so, and so, in those instances, getting them to kind of realize that the boss is probably going to keep saying no or keep kind of passively aggressively refusing to do anything about it is a good step towards helping them realize that the boss isn't a solution to their problems right that that's a good piece of inoculation but the next step is you know we in a group of our fellow workers we're we all have wage issues um again wages is a is a hard one doesn't mean you can't do it but just you got to do a lot of prep work for it so I don't want to make this sound too easy mm-hmm. but Getting a bunch of your fellow workers to go march on the boss and demand better wages. Well, you know, I mean, talking to the boss we know is not going to work, but you know there's a group of us, there's ten of us right now that are all really concerned about our wages. You know, my rent just went up recently, and it's really made it hard to 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 buy groceries and survive off this. and we want to go,, uh, you know, demand better wages from this place, you know, and then kind of talking to them like how 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 does that sound to you? know? What do you think might happen if we do that? And getting them to start to think about like how will the boss respond when we as 10 people march on the boss and demand better wages um, and kind of learning what their fears are about that action because we want them to join us, right? We want them to come out with us in that march on the boss. And so identifying, well, you know, what if he just, what if he just fires? What if he just fires you? Look, there's 10 of us, you know, we all work, we all work here. We all make this place work. We have a plan, you know, if the boss decides to fire one of us, all of us are walking out, right? Make a person feel safe, make them feel prepared for the worst case scenario. The boss fires you, we're all walking out. Good luck keeping this place open in rush hour.
0: It's kind of like you got to turn into a two-year-old going like, why? 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 It's like, well, what happens then? Well, what happens then?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And a lot of that inoculation is really about making that person prepared for what might happen. Now, oftentimes, being fired isn't the worst-case scenario. That is the not a likely worst-case scenario. And you just have to kind of work out. The organizing conversations. a bit of art, right? And the reason that it's structured as A-E-I-O-U, agitate, get to know what their issues are, educate, talk to them about things that we can do to solve it. Um, uh, inoculate, right? If you're following that chain, if you're kind of following that process organically, the goal is that by the time you're inoculating somebody, you've hopefully er- learned a lot about what their grievance are, what their issues are, what their fears are. And you can start addressing those fears as you go. Well, I'm afraid that, you know, the boss will retaliate against me. Listen, you know, none of us are going to get retaliated against, you know, we have half the workplace that's marching on the boss. The more of us there are, uh, what's the boss going to do about it? And if the boss does something about it in a month, we're all going to roll up in their office and make sure they know they can't do that. This the, this is something we are standing together on. That inoculation effort really helps people realize that they're not alone, that they are with other people, that 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 there is an act of solidarity happening. And if you know the shit hits the fan. Um, we are, we, we can do something about it and we're prepared and you can be prepared to.
0: Yeah. And also if you fall in that chain, not only have you learned a lot, but they've also learned a lot in the education part where like you've already handed them the tools to kind of also start to think this thing out and be like, you know, so like when you're inoculating them, you could be like, well, you know, we, we know that they can't do this because you know, that's a law or like, well, you know, like I said before, we'd all walk out or like, we have this solidarity union thing going and blah, blah, blah. And so like your education of them will also give them the tools to like be on guard and ready, you know, it's just showing them how to use those tools to be ready.
1: Yep. Well, and it also depends like, I mean, and that's like if you're doing direct action, direct action can be scary to people. And so kind of learning what people are worried about and nervous about when they're doing direct action is going to be really helpful in figuring out how to, Get them prepared for it. Is the boss a screamer? Is he angry? Is the, is is the boss the kind of person to shut down? Is the boss the kind of guy who's going to run out of the room as soon as 10 of us show up? Like those are things that we want to prepare for, prepare people for as well. So that not only is that person prepared for the reaction the boss can take, which as we've talked about in this on the show multiple times can be very emotional, not rational at all, but just a very emotional reaction. Um, an intimidating action, a, a desire to make you feel afraid. So we want to prepare people for that, especially if you're going to do a di- direct action. Now, if you're doing like union elections, if you're if you're doing that type of union organizing, inoculation is no less important. You know, you're going to get your your you're going to get statements from the employer who talks about you know unions aren't right for our workplace. We already have an open door policy. Why would you need a union? You know the union says that they're democratic, but you know, did you know that you know your your voice will actually not be represented in national in national you know actions taken by your union? Your union might endorse politicians that you don't like, not the IWW, of course, but still, right? Like these are all these are all things that your boss that your boss you know, might come out and say one of my favorite ones is I come out of teaching unions, right? And one of the most one of my favorite ones is teachers unions protect bad workers. You know, one of the most common responses to that that I
0: I'm living through that right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is the case. I mean, you know, what I always say, what I always say is that the union doesn't protect bad workers. What we do is enact what we do is enact due process, right? And it's 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 normally, and I can't say this universally for all unions, but like the reality is a boss shouldn't just be able to fire you because they don't like you. A boss shouldn't just be able to fire you because they dislike one thing that you did. Um, we should be helping to uplift our fellow workers, give them opportunities to improve. I mean, no one wants to work with a bad worker. And if we all, if we kind of follow the iWW's revolutionary dream towards a worker run production line, like the bottom line is, is that we would have to deal with workers who don't want to be there. um, and we would also have to contend with that. But the point is, we do want a process that is fair, a process that gives people an opportunity to improve or 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 basically says, actually, you're just making shit up. None of this has been documented. Why would you fire that person? And so oftentimes, in my experience, what it comes down to is management just doing a bad job of managing, right? They They haven't followed the process. And we have to protect our workers. If you can fire Jason for any reason, then you can fire any of us for any reason. Yeah. Uh, so you better do your job and manage the workplace.
0: Honestly, I've just been flipping it into an organizing plus. Like, hey, if the union can protect this guy, think of what it could do for you.
1: <laughs> the union... The, if the union... That's an, interesting, that's an interesting talking point, Jason. I like that. If the union it's, can it's protect lazy right? workers... Use their
0: strength and then...
1: <laughs> <laughs> if the union's protecting bad workers, imagine imagine how you as a good worker will fare that's 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 great actually that's that's amazing
0: <laughs> I think with all this um inoculation uh one of the tools I think we both have found very useful is role play uh in the sense of like it's one thing to talk it out and like you know lodge it out like you said but when you actually kind of like force yourself to have a little dose of what it might be like it's just like any other thing you do the more you do it the more of those mu- muscles get flexed the easier it is to do later right so like The more books you read, the easier it is to read more books. Uh, The the more you jog, the farther you can jog before you collapse. And, uh, you know, the more you practice marching on your boss or, like, talking about or, like, getting flyers and, like, reading the things that their boss might say, the more you're prepared for when it actually happens. Like, if you get a bunch of sample flyers, like... Hey, do you know you're in a communist organization? Blah blah blah. When and you can like talk it out and be like, "All right, this is stupid," and I've ar- this is debunked. Okay, okay. And then like the boss actually hands you a flyer like that, you're like, oh, "I've seen these. This is dumb. I already know." Yeah. Edu- education and like role play are like the best inoculation
1: you can do. Absolutely. I mean, get out there, talk to people, role play, you know, people always underdo the role play. Right. And, you know, you can, you can really see that in some instances where people are running through an organizing campaign. All of a sudden the boss releases like just the most, you know, the most basic anti-union talking points and you're not prepared for it. Like it's, it's not a good place to find yourself. And, And you can do a lot of preemptive role play or examples or cover those details ahead of time to get folks ready for it. Um, So I really also agree that role playing those things out is a great idea. I think it'd be great to talk more about inoculation and hopefully when, you know, uh, fellow worker L is available and we're able to sit down and talk about the organizing work that went into Sweetwater's um, I think it's good for us to kind of do the what went well and what didn't conversation. I'd love to have a conversation about how they think inoculation over there went.
0: I know sometimes it is hard to inoculate for things that like a boss will do just because you're like, I've never saw that coming. Like what kind of weird response was that? So, you know, you got to sort of think like a boss, which might be hard for some people. Yeah. I know it's hard for me because I might character characterize them as like cartoonishly evil so i'd be like well he'll twist his mustache and then Uh he'll tie you to a railroad track (laughs) and
1: i always that's i always say you know most bosses are not mustachioed villains and sitting in back rooms plotting against workers um uh, but you know maybe they are sometimes I but love you know, the the cartoonish villain.
0: And it's one of those things that we're like you have to understand the system they're in and realize that they believe in that system because it's really worked for them, right? Yeah. You're like, no, what what would that system make them do? Yep. You know, like they might think you're fine. They might know nothing about unions at all. And but they just know, oh, union bad for business, and I must make line go up no matter the cost
1: that's right anything that threatens their power they will react to and so even if you think that you're in a workplace where you have good relationships with some bosses you should absolutely be prepared and inoculate um, because changing the status quo shaking up the sense of hierarchy changing the way things are going to be done makes them nervous uh, and they react
0: yeah and in that sense like when you're trying to figure things out, you don't think like that individual. You think like like it's a math problem. You know what I mean? Like, what would the system we're in, how would the system react? Not how would Joe, my boss, react, you know? That's right.
1: Yeah. But also, how would Joe, your boss, react to that system changing? Because oftentimes, yeah. Joe, your boss, even if he's a good guy, will react to it.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's a hard thing to prepare for because people are notoriously not logical, said Spock uh <laughs> sometimes bosses will just do some wild wild
1: stuff that's right so you know just just a reminder don't don't underdo it you know get out there get your inoculations get the chips in your blood make sure you're prepared for the boss's <laughs> response absolutely essential
0: and yeah like I don't know uh worst case scenario is you get all fired up and your boss is like yeah Union sounds great and then you're like well what oh um well we were really prepared to yell at you
1: (laughs) but i guess we won't have to yeah
0: so and like i I don't think that will happen but you know i did see a news story today about a union being voluntarily recognized and i was like it does happen that's got to be a wild thing does happen then it's gonna feel like you would prepared for nothing but better be prepared for nothing
1: yeah. And even if they voluntarily recognize your union, doesn't you know, mean the
0: contract will go easy.
1: <laughs> doesn't mean the contract will go easy. Doesn't mean it's going to be all easy from there. Inoculation is a constant process. Uh, and any type of organizing, you should be prepared for the worst case scenarios or even the kind of bad scenarios. I also think another
0: tool for inoculation is talk to people who have done it, yeah. you know, like, especially if they're like related in their in your field or whatever. Nothing helps like a win and knowing you can win. Yeah you know it's it's only scary because you don't know the outcome but if you talk to someone who's done it and they're like this is how it went this is how they reacted this is you know what we got and uh, how it went or how how, what the result was and it was way in our favor you're like all right all right this is possible people have done it before this is not a new path i will be okay that gets rid of like half the fear right there all right any other thoughts on inoculation derek
1: no no, and I have a meeting in a few minutes, so it's a good point to call it, I'd say.
0: all right. Um, yeah, uh, we'll be back soon. I've got a bunch of emails out to people for um having them on the show, maybe a crossover episode with some other podcasts, that kind of thing. Sounds so great. I'm excited for that. Um, it's another year. Another year talking talking organizing.
1: Let's do it. I'm ready for it. I'm pumped.
0: Years to go by too fast. Just just like that that poet Isaac Brock said days go slow the years go fast but the days go so slow
1: wow yeah wow i didn't know that person's name until now thank you for making my life modest mouse
0: you didn't know the modest mouse lead singer guitarist
1: i thought that was smash mouth nope i thought it was that's modest mouse all-star isn't that the all-star song years go by and they don't stop coming yeah that's (laughs) all-star I did not sing all star. I said
0: I said the years go fast and the days go so slow.
1: Okay. Okay. I guess I guess I guess similar theme from yeah. a different musical talent. Yeah.
0: Good times. Anyway, we'll see you next time.
1: See you next time.
0: <laughs> and that's the show, folks. It was recorded and edited by me, fellow worker Jason. The intro and outro song are also by me, fellow worker Jason. If you'd like to join the IWW and be part of the One Big Union, go to iww.org join. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, you can always email us at ipslanny at iww.org. And until next time, an injury to one is an injury to all.